tell me that you built a time machine? Uh, get the Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Get, 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 get. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. I'll have what she's having. Okay, welcome to Big Teen High School. This is a podcast where we talk about 80s flicks. My name is Lex. And I'm Miz. And today we have <laughs> a, six, a good one. 16 candles. 16 candles. We're, uh, we're all began for John Hughes. Yes, he's um, di- direct debut. It's his directorial debut. Yes. So he'd done the screenplay for Vacation. Yeah. Which we had talked about in the last podcast. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing then, a direct, there's a few direct links here. Oh God, John Hughes. One being Hughes. John Hughes. I love him so much. His first film. Mm. And he came off, he came out the park swinging. Yeah. So you know that initially he was going to do the Breakfast Club first. Yeah. It took a while too. And we talked about it. It took a while. Yeah. Molly Ringwald auditioned for him and he ended up writing this, like her character, Samantha, in this for her. For her. Yeah. And did 16 Candles and then Mm -hmm. Breakfast Club after. So this is 1984. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it took a while for Breakfast Club to come around Mm -hmm. to fruition. But this is a nice quick film that he got out the door. (laughs) I think he wrote it in a weekend. I read somewhere. (laughs) It's, Which, it's, kind it's of, pretty, it's pretty like basic story. So lots to unpack here. Yeah, 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 there is. This might be a long podcast. So, you know, strap yourselves in. But uh, by all means, he, he wrote this in a weekend, apparently. Mm. And you're right. I read that he also saw a picture of Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Of her audition picture. And like, okay, cool. I know what I, yeah. you know, I guess gave himself a idea of who this person is because she doesn't she's not like the blonde cheerleader like the, no. the jake's girlfriend she's like the she's, girl next door kind she's of, the girl next door yeah, yeah she's pretty right. yeah i mean not striking no well but yeah, you, different like like one of those people you see that you take a peel off the layer or whatever yeah. and you see who they really are yeah and that's the beauty that you kind of see is it introducing Anthony Michael Hall. But it's introducing yeah, Molly and introducing Anthony Michael Hall was obviously in vacation as, as well. A or, lot younger. Well, no, yes, but yes. he just looks he's he looks um more polished in his film. Yeah, and I think John Hughes liked his performance in Clearly. Um, it's a little bit like um, you know how you see like in the Judd Apatow movies and the then on Netflix, they all mm. they sign contracts with the same people. But I mm. also think some directors and stuff they like to work oh, with the I same think actors. this is pre Three movie deals. Sort of is things. it a little muse-like? Oh, well, Molly Ringwald is definitely his muse. His muse. Like um, Uma Thurman is Tarantino's, Tarantino's muse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so we've established this. But the fact that this all started off the back of him seeing the audition picture for her yeah. for Breakfast and Club. And wrote the character. And wrote the character. And obviously maybe, I don't know if this is a life imitates art or art imitates life, but the picture of who she is mm. is probably who she became as an actress. Mm. Or is it vice versa? Like, I don't know. I don't know what came first, but <laughs> they obviously have a um, uh, working connection. Yeah, um, and it works really well. It does. Yeah. So talk about the plot for me. Well, it's set in suburban Chicago, <laughs> of is, course. Whereabouts? Is it Sherman? Well, Illinois? they don't say. Yeah, it just they just say like like in the blurb, it's suburban Chicago. Mm. Um, but you know, it's like that nice upper middle class and neighborhood. And then of course, there's you know, Jake is very his family is very wealthy. Mm. 
Um, so we see she wakes up and her sister's getting married the next day and it's her 16th birthday and everyone's forgotten. Like, mm. that's sad, you mm. know. Mm. Uh, we also find out that she's obviously in love with this senior. She's a sophomore, so year 10. Mm. And he's year 12 and she doesn't think he notices, like, knows she exists. Mm. And I guess it just follows the the day out. But also we have Anthony Michael Hall who is – Name is Ted Farmer, but they call him Farmer Ted, but he's credited as the geek. The geek. Um, you know, and yeah. he, he's really into her. Mm. But then I kind of feel like he would be into anything that moves at this point. Like he's yeah. nine, he's and we'll definitely you know, get to that. But then he sort of realizes that she is in love with this other guy and kind and of a, and a person. The, yeah, and a person. She's <laughs> yeah. not just like the fucking, you know, the sex object. Sex it? object. And yeah. Yeah. And it just sort of goes through. And it's interesting because the character of Jake, who's like the, you know, the hot guy, he he has this really gorgeous girlfriend and they'll, you know, she's like the prom queen and stuff. But mm. he wants like a relationship, mm. you know, and it's all like groundbreaking because the guy mm. actually wants a relationship, not just a piece of ass, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, which is which is nice in a way, but also weird in the way he talks about mm. women. It's a little, yeah, there's definitely well, women, some... The way he did talk about mm. young women in particular. Mm. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> so obviously Molly Ringwald, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, and who is, I don't know, the Jake, I've never... His name is like um, Michael Sh- it's it's written like Schofields, but it okay. could be Schofield. Schofield, right. Schofield. But he didn't really weird... do anything else. Well, he did Mermaids with um, okay. Cher and Winona Ryder. Right. And there's another like a horse movie that he was in, but then he kind of retired and now he owns a furniture factory in Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, I hope that's going really well. And <laughs> His daughter's a lot look, more. If apparently. you're in Pennsylvania, look out for, <laughs> you know, your local furniture because, you know, he made some good movies. Some sneaky actors too. Uh, John and Joan Cusack are Yes, in that's right. And I, I think I read that it's not their first movie together, but for some reason I feel like it is. I love both of them. I love her. Yeah, they're both mm. really good. Just comical characters, both mm. of them really, but it's mm. nice that they were both made an appearance together. And the fiancé, then husband of the older sister, he's the janitor in The Breakfast Club. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's a little throwback. The Canadian actor. Yeah. Um, and the, there's a few 80s grinders in here as well that do. The Noah's Arcade dude's in this as well, but he's in, <laughs> he's in a few other movies that we've already reviewed, but he's always playing some minor character. Okay, so there's quite a few themes here. First and foremost is the coming of age. Yeah. Very specifically 16. It is, yeah. And, you know, they don't say 16, never been kissed, but that's basically what the story is. And she's, like, really upset because physically she hasn't, like, grown boobs overnight or something. Mm. She's, you know, sort of. Not according to her grandma. No, that's so weird. That's very weird. (laughs) Grandma touches her boobs. It's very odd. And the dad makes a really obscure comment about her boobs as well yeah anyway 16 imagine your grandparents feeling you up yeah yeah and commenting on your boobs (laughs) it'd be very awkward for her i guess it's a very awkward stage in life full Mm. stop let alone having to deal with your emotions we've talked about this so much like i think that the 15 14 15 year old which is what ted is Mm. is even worse Oh. Especially for guys. It is yeah. a terrible age. It yeah. looks, te- they look terrible. You know, we see them, they're like fucking aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you their know? hands are big, but their <laughs> yeah. heads are not. Or and they've got baby faces, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult time. Mm. I don't really re- Do you remember like a big thing? Like maybe Sweet 16 is like more of an American thing. Yeah. Like I remember, t- I think I remember turning 16 in the 10th grade. But uh, it wasn't like some big deal. Oh, look, I, 
I think I had a sleepover. I don't know. What's a good question? I do you remember your 16th birthday? Vaguely. Uh, and I know I hadn't met you at 16. No, you I hadn't. I met you when I was 16. Yeah, so you turned 16 in March and we met in mm, May. Yeah. And I was already 16. I can't I, remember yeah. what I did for my 16th birthday. Because because your life didn't begin until <laughs> we met. Just, a few months later, it was just about to change, right? In a massive way. But definitely I can relate to that, that kind of sweet 16 thoughts because, you know, without giving too much of my teenage years away i definitely felt like you know i'd never been kissed or never oh, had a real bumpy. relationship or anything like that right. so i know the feeling of okay isn't something supposed to happen, happen by yeah now? yeah like i'm supposed to be different it's true because yeah. 15 feels really young it's like a cliff and you fall over that cliff into sort of adulthood 16 but it's not really mm. and like you can see this huge difference between them, mm. the 15, 16-year-olds, and Jake and, like, his girlfriend, Caroline, and friends, they, they seem like adults, the mm. seniors, because they'd be bordering 17, 18. Mm, mm. And there's not that much difference, but there is. Like, it's really weird. Yeah. It's, a bit, it's the longest, fastest two years of your life oh, to go is. between 16 and 18, especially, maybe especially more in Australia when you get to drink. And yeah, well, that's you know, true. Drive and but how funny clubs. is that, like, we've always said this, that when you're in year seven, mm. the 12th graders, year 12, they, no, I was adults, like, yeah. fuck. Like, you know, and there's one actor in there and he looks like he's 30 or something, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and like at that age. And then you get to that age and you're like, I don't feel like those people looked to no, me. The perspective no, is wrong. No, no you, you know, still think you're, you're really young and you look at the teachers and you're like, wow, yeah. they're old, but really they look exactly the same <laughs> yeah, as you. Yeah, it's true. But maybe not so. It's a funny time. Yeah, you know? it is a funny time. And, and I, do, I do definitely understand that, not from a female perspective, but from a male perspective. And Yeah. I mean, and I guess one of the themes about this is is the big difference between what 15, 16-year-old girls, young women, girls, I don't know. What it, it's let's go young women. Yeah. What their perspective is on love and what they want out of relationships versus pharma, whatever it is, the geek. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and what he wants. And, and obviously uh, there's this whole agenda of, like, guys yes, always want to have sex. sex and by yeah. all means, it might be true and there might be a specific time in your life where that's all you think about. The geek's character's portrayed like that's all Oh, my mind. God. But and Tim, even when like, he's being sincere, he's still got it on the back of his, his mind. mind. But, like, there's the scene on the bus where he, like, sits really close to her and he's, like, putting his arm around her and stuff. And, like, mm. that, I mean... That, what, that what doesn't even seem real. Like. But, you know, it does happen. Yeah. Like, I remember I mm. had guys get too close to me and stuff yeah. at that age. And, you know, they were nice guys. Like, they mm. weren't, you know, awful people. But mm. it's almost like they need to be told. But they shouldn't need to be told because we should be teaching our young people that you don't go up and put your arm around people and smell their hair, yeah, that you know, really or weird. like say things to them yeah. or, you know, ask for their underwear. I never smelt people's hair, nor have I ever asked anyone's <laughs> underwear. Um, yeah, well, ever, that's a funny story that alone. we can, we talked about. <laughs> the, yeah, 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 you can if you want. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is weird and maybe they're playing on it a little bit in mm, this movie. I think I so. I think I there's, a, there's a, it's a little probably more than it. But I don't, I don't know. Who knows? You know, yeah, some yeah. guys do not know boundaries. Totally. And more so, even more so when they're younger, like sometimes it really takes them being, I don't know, slapped in the face or something, which is a shame because I want to think that our boys wouldn't treat females like that. Well, and I, and I guess they're 
experimenting with boundaries regardless. Yeah, of course. But hopefully it's not so but even when like or sleazy. Yeah, so they go to the prom and then he's all like up dancing in her face, you mm. know, and then like she goes off because she's upset about like the whole situation, Jake, and then he's yeah. like trying to like put a leg up over her and oh, yeah, literally that was totally strange. You know, um yeah. and I just think like maybe more so young men now might understand that that's not kosher. Oh, I think that most of them know about consent. You know, right? like, but um, that's definitely a theme and it's sort of that sex crazed boy theme mm. is, is a thing, right? Mm. Um, you know, and it's sort of balanced out with the idea that the older guy, Jake, you know, has this like gorgeous prom queen mm. party girl and they're obviously sleeping together, they're a bit mm. older, mm. but he doesn't want that anymore. He's mm. like, no, I want a relationship yeah, yeah. with someone, someone that loves someone me. Someone cares more you about know, who I am. That isn't going to. My parents. Mind. Yeah, like, because he's obviously really, his family's really wealthy and mm. she just, like, trashes the house. And she's like, you know, what about that line? She's like, I could find 20 guys that would love I just me. Went, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. forget that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, it's like, is that a threat? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's definitely that thing. But I think also, like, there are some um, questionable antics in the movie where mm. he asks her for her underwear mm. you know to appease his geek friends because he keeps getting put down and mm. you know or denied. kind of a bet really yeah a bet and she's like oh all right and then he like sells them to look at them for one dollar from other talks yeah. you know and i mean that that's you know and then even like jake is like okay if you give me the underwear back so I can give them back to her, you know, you can take my now ex-girlfriend home, mm. like get her home. Yeah. You know? And that's a bit weird part as well. It is, is a it little a possession weird. thing? Yeah. And I think, you know, there's there's some sort of questions around that. But mm. I do think, you know, um, being that it's 30 years ago, mm. um, it's probably more reflective of attitudes oh, well, well, from I, there. I, I, I think consent is completely on the cards now. And I think oh, I want to yeah. think and I want to say I know, but I'm pretty sure that most 15-year-old, 16-year-old boys, men, know about consent. Do they try and push boundaries? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's the thing. They might know about it, but it doesn't mm. mean they're all going to um, respect those boundaries. Totally. But, totally. I, but I want to think that, yeah. But, mm. you know, I mean, like we say for a lot of these movies, you got to think, well, this was a reflection of attitudes at that time. Mm, and mm. also it is he's definitely playing overplaying. Overplaying things, it, yeah. For sure. Yeah, there's no you way know? there's no way like they call him the geek, but he's got he's full of confidence, right? <laughs> but he's also quite funny. Yeah. But that's him as an actor. He mm. is funny and awkward. Mm. You know, and like the guy says just relax and he starts like relax. shaking his body. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> like limbering, limbering up. You know, like he falls over all those hubcaps <laughs> in the mechanic uh, shop yeah, and like yeah, yeah. But I think one of the other themes is, you know, like just you know, we've touched on it the teenage years, but it's just like the whole high school thing and mm. you know, there's mm. that whole like um you know the dance and all of that. And oh, like, total peak high school. It's got, it's got the I dance. Love, I love it's it. got the teenagers' room. Yeah, it's got that kind of character to arc of, of yeah. finding love. You know, you know, it's basically this love story that we love. To, yeah, and it's been and I, you know, like the movie starts in the media early. I'm just like, just take me back, please, <laughs> yeah, to so, the eighties so, high school. Totally. Mm, take um, me back. But the other thing was, I think. The, the teenage stereotypes. So, mm. so and, I, and I don't I guess John Hughes does this a lot. He does it so well though, but because they're very accurate. He's literally calling one of the main characters the geek. Yeah. There's the jocks. The prom queen. The prom queen. The jocks. The know. quirky girl, arty girl. And I guess they're the introducing store. the IT 
photography video yeah, guys yeah, it's with, coming. with John yeah. Cusack. It's reflective and of the technology is obviously reflective of the time, but yeah. you're right. It yeah. is that. Like, yeah. you know, and I think he just does it really well. Mm. You know, he doesn't mm. over stereotype. Mm. It's a stereotype, but he doesn't go ridiculous about okay, it. Okay, so there is one stereotype that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah, there is. And, and, it's, and, it's, and, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. So it's an exchange student with that's living with one of the grandparents who they keep referring to as Chinese, but mm. I'm sure he's actually Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. And his name is? Is Long Duck, Duck Dong. Dong. And obviously <laughs> like, there's some... And they There's play some jokes this, in like, the... oriental ding. Every time every he time opens someone. the door or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, and that, that I think, is an unfortunate reflection of some of the comedy of that time. Yeah, yeah. But he has a hilarious character arc in that he goes to the party mm. and gets fucking wasted and, yeah. like, shacks up with this chick and the has the time of his life. Yeah, like, Best night of his, his life. life. Yeah, but that they do. You know what? They should do the same movie, but on his perspective. <laughs> yeah, true. They should actually. That would be. I would watch that. That would be hilarious. Totally. Um, you know, and I think, and I read some of the stuff that the actor, you know, has obviously been asked over the years. How do you feel? And he's mm. like, you know, well, I, you know, I understand that it it is. You know, bordering on offensive, but mm. it was a, a piece of time. He said, "I never felt." He never felt like degraded himself. Well, it was a comic you know? relief, yeah, character, which is which I guess I don't know. I don't think he's insulting his own people or anything. No, like and that. he said that he said he didn't feel that. But like, I he don't was think older. Would... He was like twenty eight years old. Yeah, but they wouldn't do it now. There's no way they would have a have a situation with the Oriental, and I'm just putting that in air commas. Yeah, music would play. You know, like the no. the, the gong. But uh, what about what's the movie where the Korean kid exchange queue comes and oh like, god Sam Young <laughs> the girl next door okay they don't yeah. put the Oriental music but they do kind of play even on that. like um in the Hangover with um yeah with Leslie Chow yeah uh, no, a little Leslie, bit Les, I mean oh, fuck is there still a kind of a comedy mm-hmm. I think there is. Slightly. Which is still slightly racist, mm. right? So, it is, yeah. Uh, but, so, you know, but I think, mm. but there are parts of his character that's, he's, it's, his acting is hilarious, you mm. know. Mm. It is funny, like, because it's ridiculous. Mm. Oh, he does a good drunk. I was convinced he was Yeah, drunk. he was fucking wasted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, like this, yeah, that is an unfortunate stereotype. But in mm. terms of the teenage stereotypes, it's mm. really good. Mm. The house party, I fucking love house was parties. was on point, yeah. So I haven't seen so many beer cans and pizza boxes before in my life. <laughs> well, you may. There's been well, a few parties that we've been to where you may have. Yeah, totally. And that, a great part of everyone's life is is those years oh, before God. you can go out and you go to I love house parties. I want to go to house parties now. <laughs> I don't want to go to nightclubs. I want to go to house parties. I loved house parties. Remember? Yeah. Where we just had that period of just like two or three years where every weekend we would, house party. We would go to a house party yeah. and like – Sometimes they wouldn't know that we were coming, yeah. which is reflective of what <laughs> happens here. And like that one that we talk about, what's yeah, his name? Yeah. Michael Sparks. Michael Sparks, whose father was the Ronnie DJ. Sparks, yeah. the DJ on the thing. And we all just came crashing in the door. And I'll just never forget the look on his face. Yeah, he was like, oh. And you were so drunk, you vomited off the balcony. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I, it wouldn't be the first party I vomited, no, but God, it was off the balcony, which yes, is pretty bad. Yeah. Not Times but, I'm not proud of, but. No, but it, it's a, it is a fun time in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember, like, yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> what's your favourite scene? 
Actually, my favourite scene is at the house party when um, Jake's girlfriend gets her hair caught in the door mm. and she's like, God, like, I mean, obviously they could just open the door mm. and it would be fine. But she can't, like, she's so wasted, she can't do that. And so she's, like, begging her friends to come and help her and they get, like, this massive pair of scissors and cut her hair. And she's yeah. so grateful. She's like, thank you, I love you. And the thing is, is I've experienced situations where I've been so drunk that, like, something like that has happened. And yeah. I just you just feel so great. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. wake up the next morning and your half your hair's cut off or something, you know, <laughs> or something's missing or whatever. And I just remember, like, you have these really deep and meaningful conversations when you piss like that. Yeah, totally. So that, that is my favourite scene. But I also have to make mention to the last scene when he's waiting outside the church. And yes, yeah. I really like the that. The romance at the yeah. end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great music too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that. What's um, your favourite scene? Um... The shop scene, I think it's awkward, but when he goes into the shop is in the in mechanical the, shop. Yeah. And you already mentioned how he, he tries to be cool, <laughs> leans on something and just drops. <laughs> just so ridiculous. And he just makes the biggest sound. The, 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 the fall is amazing because they keep dropping the hubcaps. <laughs> and he goes to like pick one or two up. Like, no, yeah, and he's just like, like oh, he tries to be yeah. cool. And then, yeah, he, he you know, and yeah, what's his name? Farmer, whatever his name, the geek. He plays, you see this real soft side of him a little bit, but then yeah. he plays into that little jerk, sleazy 15-year-old yeah, as well. Yeah, and then yeah. it kind of like, he does some comical things like she forgives him and then he goes in for another leg up. Oh, God. And he, yeah. can't, he just can't get it right. And the, no. and the fact that he got he got her underpants is just like, <laughs> okay, well, he, he, he got his objective somehow. Oh, I don't know. Um, and probably through his sincerity that he got it, but then he ended up fucking up and... And using it to his he, sleazy he's, advantage. He's just—he's a really good actor, mm. Anthony Michael Hall. Like he was very good. Mm. But anyway, you the scene—that whole scene—is I, I remember this movie with that scene for yeah. some reason, yeah. and maybe because it's like half a car in the scene. <laughs> That's what are they doing? That, <laughs> yeah, in that like class? why? Why does she go to the shop, the mechanical really? shop, just to cry? You know, it's but it's of, just so funny because obviously, like, it's a dance, and the school is open. But like, I remember when we go to dance at school, like. You could only go into the hall or whatever. No. Like the whole school's not accessible. Totally. And there it's like, it's fine for them just to walk around. I know. But, yeah. How about favourite line? Gosh. It's, uh, you know, I think it's when when she's, like, again with the with the door and the hair and she's like, save your prom queen. <laughs> you know, it's just like, right. Yeah, like she's a real queen. I know. Are your prom so queen your prom needs queen. you. But it's, but it's yeah. always like that because she has these two girlfriends. They're like her ladies in waiting. Yeah. You know, they do her bidding. It yeah. is like, and they're wearing the mom's pearls. Yeah. And so, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And like she's like Queen B, you know. It's like I would never do that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. But also with an Anthony Michael Hall and he's like something they're they're having that weird D and M him and Jake in the kitchen after the mm. party's over. Mm. And then he's like, you know, these bitches, they take my lunch money, <laughs> you know, and I don't even want to pay for their lunches. You know, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, like, so like, and he's making martinis, yeah. but in port glasses yeah, yeah. or wine glasses. He tries so hard to be sophisticated, but he doesn't really and know what he's talking about. Every movie yeah, yeah. science as well. He just looks like he's fucking twelve. Yeah. And then know? acting like an adult and not really knowing <laughs> yeah. what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really well and I, I, my favorite line although i don't want to bring up young long duck whatever oh is, yeah but when he comes to the house looking, <laughs> looking for her still looking for samantha and she's already at the wedding yeah but but long duck 
whatever his name. Long, long Duck Dong. Long Duck Dong doesn't realise he's talking about the, her, singing about uh, the older sister. sister yeah. She's like, no, she's gone to get married. And he's like, marriage? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, marriage. <laughs> and, but it just goes on the extra two. And he's like, married? Yeah, marriage. And then closes the door. And then he's like, marriage. And he's still at the door like this thing. Yeah, marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> it just goes on that extra second yeah, to does. make it funny. It does. Uh, but I thought that line is really well executed. It is. So that's the thing. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? It's funny, and I've completely forgotten about it until tonight. Was that they break the what is it? The, the fourth, fourth wall. wall. Yeah, 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 one part. So that's interesting. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah, they do. In that weird scene where he lets him take. The Rolls Royce. Now, that just goes to show how fucking wealthy these people are. Mm. Is that he's like, yeah, just take my dad's car, mm. the Rolls Royce. And he's like, no, 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 you this is a Rolls Royce. Convertible Rolls Royce. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, it's not a big deal to him. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting, like, sort mm. of um, reflection of his privilege and wealth. Totally, totally. You know? Which is not, he's not. No, he's not arrogant, arrogant or about picky. It. She he doesn't know, make a deal. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's aware, he's down you know. About but it. I have to say, like, that house is trashed. Mm. And, like, every time we watch one of these movies, because there's always this scene, you mm. know, and it's like, do you ever, like, like, my mind wanders to, like, what would you do? <laughs> if the kids did it No, no. If you were in that position where you were the teenager, like, I take my mind back, like, my parents would mur- have murdered me. Mm. Like, dead my mother would have fucking shot me with a gun dead you know and i always think like where do you even start like do you pick up the rubbish do you i think you start by picking up the rubbish i don't even know like i always well it depends i mean if things are actually getting trashed like in this movie where the weight dumbbells go down two floors (laughs) into the cellar and the champagne explodes oh my god um then you'd probably have to think more. But I'm thinking, well, who was that kid? I was thinking about him recently, the one that had a massive party. In oh, Australia. that Corey Worthington? Worthington? Is that it? The whole block was trashed. Yeah, like they, they, like, yeah. They pillaged the whole neighborhood, basically. <laughs> that sounds like a good party. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and he was so arrogant when he got interviewed. He's like, man, yeah, because I'm cool, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. But, but on, on that note, then, if our kids did that, what would you do? Probably give them a good hiding, I suppose. <laughs> hiding? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Can you imagine coming home to it? Yeah, I'll be like, get, uh, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what I'd do. I'd, have, I'd, I'd just... just turn into my own dad and start picking up kids up by their ears and just dragging <laughs> them out of the house. throwing them out the door. Totally. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, you know, I had a couple of occasions where we I had people over. Yeah. Can you remember some of them? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was one party that you had. You had people over at your house. Yeah, like everyone. I had to bounce early. Yeah, you left and like everyone else stayed. And so then there was like Jeff was sleeping somewhere, Venue was sleeping somewhere, Chris Byrne was there, like random people in different bedrooms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Michael Dwyer. Like I just remember waking up to like 20 people asleep. In my house. Well, that ended okay. Yeah. I don't think anything was No, trash. it was fine. But there were definitely occasions where it could have gone. I did have people over. Yeah. Well, luckily for my, my friends are quite respectful. So thank yeah, you. they yeah, were. That was fun. But it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a good it's a good time. Like yeah, that, time. you know, it is. It's mm. hard, but it's it's good too. There's going to be a lot of answer to this. But what makes this film eighties? 
you know, I think it's the whole vibe. I mean, it's just John Hughes. It's mm. it's the it's the setting. Um, it's got everything. It's the kids. It's the fact the clothes is done really well, not just for the 80s, but for teenagers. Mm. You know, they look like teenagers. Mm. The jeans, the Chuck Taylors. Mm. You know, it's, it is, it's. Those yeah, sunnies. Those ridiculous things aren't going back to reflection. Those were awesome. But, you know, it's very like the the um, frosted lipstick on the teenage girls and stuff. Like it's very mm. 80s. Mm. You know, and I think, yeah, like it's. Just reflect, like everything. Oh, yeah. The music this is, a, is. This is an eighties film. Oh, it's the it music, is. Yeah, just the music. I mean, this they is had tape decks. They had uh, posters on walls. Oh, the posters 80s bands on walls. Flock of seagulls. Flock of seagulls. The phone in the room. She had her own line. She had her own I mean, line. Not, that was like a big thing, right? To have your own telephone. Oh, and they even talk about it. It's like, why do we give her yeah. her own line? I don't have my own yeah, line. Yeah, it's true. You yeah. know that phone. I love that car phone. phone. There was a car phone yeah. in the rich car. Yeah, it's a car phone. I still no. can't get over the concept of a car phone. I'm like, <laughs> where's the cord? Yeah, like, yeah it's very like, I mean, yeah. yeah, But still. But, you know, but it is, it's, it's I mean, like, I've I got to say it, like it's in the top five of high school 80s movies. Mm-hmm. It, it is, right? Like definitely. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not mm-hmm. and judging it aside from the cultural stereotypes and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, we probably wouldn't, it is. One of the top five mm. high school eighties movies. Mm. Mm. Well, it's definitely if it is his first movie, it's pioneered a lot of movies. Yeah, now. look, I'm not gonna lie, he got better. Yeah, and this is good. Yeah, but he got better. Yeah. And I mean, The Breakfast Club is my favorite movie of all time. Mm. You know, it is the best movie ever. Mm. Yeah, and obviously, you know, he had a great career after that. Mm. So, what does this movie mean to you? Look, I mean, it's not. One of those movies that I watched over and over again. Yeah. It's not The Breakfast Club or Ferris mm. Bueller or Weird Science, but I watched it. Mm. I think I watched it a lot because my older sister, Megan, watched it a lot. Mm. And it was probably for her at that time she was coming into that age group. Mm. It's just got everything that I love about that time period. Mm. And it also it's reflective of teenagehood for me so it makes mm. me think about that it makes me think about you and i when we started going out mm. and like the house parties and mm. just the ridiculous shit that we did mm. at that time and it's just anything by john hughes makes me happy mm. you know mm. like it no, just me, it me makes too. me feel I, good i feel like although this this happens over a weekend it doesn't encapsulate my 16th year in terms of okay starting off as a mm. What's the word I'm looking for? Like a blank canvas, meeting you, going to parties, mm. you know, becoming a man, I guess, mm. even though she's, you know, a young woman. But yeah, yeah well, there's a lot of fame. And, and like we've said this so many times, mm. he understands teenagers mm. and he knows. Learning to drive, sorry. Yeah, that's another one. But he understands them and he knows how to write them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he cast well. And that's the thing. Like, he just gets it. It's like how Stephen King knows those 12-year-olds. Mm. He writes about 12-year-olds. Mm. I, I just think that John Hughes found his niche, niche. and he just fucking knocked 16, it out of the ballpark. Yeah, well, you know? Yeah, like, he yeah, just, right. it, yeah. You're right. He, he, he's the king of writing about yeah. teenage and And there is no one that has ever come close to it. Mm. Like, do you, I mean, 
you just don't see these type of movies now, do mm, you? Mm. I mean, you could argue American Pie. Yeah, but that's more like but, what we've talked about Porky's yeah, and stuff. It's yeah. kind of teenage yeah, type stuff. bordering on that stuff. But, you know, yeah. like I feel like a lot of the teenage shows now are all about like, you know, they're so like so much older than they are and stuff. Mm, yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, like mm. this is spot on. It is. It is. Okay, so the soundtrack. Oh, it's good. First and foremost, I have to mention that the musical arrangement is credited to be Jimmy Iovine. Who I had no idea who, who was. is the owner of Interscope. He's partnered with Dr. Dre. He owned Beats by Dre with Dre and sold it. Is he black or white? He's white. Okay. So he started off in rock music. and. Um, so he's a producer. Produce, music producer, but... But he has an ear for music, and anyone who knows about music knows about him. But you can tell that he's involved because the music is top-notch. The arrangement's really good, too. Oh, my God. Because it's that music at the end, which is just that arrangement. It just gets your heart. Well, there's a few songs that make sense to the storyline, like 16 Candles and a few of But also it's got David Bowie. It's got David Bowie. It's got... You know, there's a Billy Idol. Billy Idol song. It's got... Like classic eighties tracks, yeah, it does. In it, it does from the time. And the, so, um, that song that I love, the Spando Ballet, yeah, true. Is it true? Oh, yeah. No, this, yeah, yeah. And it feels like it, it feels like you're listening to a best of eighties. Yeah, music. it's very good. Um, Anything with Bowie is good, but but it's fantastic. Um, it really makes the film exactly. It, it but all of his, I wonder if this, he the same guy did like Breakfast Club and Ferris because they were all so good with the music. Um, pretty in pink I too. think he did do Breakfast Club, but not Ferris Bueller. So we talked about this, but anything that wouldn't fly today? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, the, you know, the Dong Duck character. Mm, it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. 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 And um, it's like, it's look, it's laughing at Asian culture. Yeah. And making a joke about it. And, you know. That's not cool. It's not cool. No. I mean, it wouldn't fly today. It no. just wouldn't fly. And, and the overt sexual sleaziness well i think also the the some of the lines that relate to sort of ownership of women Mm. trading them as kind of a commodity that Mm. sort of is not cool and i think you know that would definitely not feature in a film Mm. well you wouldn't want it to Mm. um but there's also a couple of um throwaway lines where she says, like, fag and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like, they use the word fag. Yeah, but I just don't know if they she's using it as a homophobic slur. No. She's just using it as a slur. Like, yeah. it's weird, the placement of that word. Yeah. He uses it a lot, actually. I think there's some other John Hughes films mm. where the word fag's thrown around. And, yeah, like, how sleazy the geek character is. Mm. And, you know, stuff like getting paid money to look at underpants. <laughs> Why would you just want to paint me with a pair of undies? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is weird. But I guess it's part of it. You know. It makes you think about but the I character. Think, you know how, like, there's there's no sequel to this movie or whatever, but mm. there is not another teen movie mm. which draws from this. Spoof, a spoof. All of the John Hughes yeah. movies, you yeah. know. Mm. Um, yeah, and they kind of highlight, like, they just, yeah. Mm. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite funny. That and and it, if this is a catalyst for all the movies that follow and all mm. the people who copy John Hughes's style Absolutely. is definitely, uh, you know, I don't want to say pioneer, but it's definitely the start of a movement mm. or the t- this type of yeah. this, this type of movie. Will Gen Z get it? 
Yeah, I think they would. Yeah. I think they would struggle with some of the not cool things about it. Mm. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, All that shit aside, it is. Yeah, know? it's got everything you need. It's got car scenes. It's got, <laughs> it's got parties. Yeah, it's parties. got love in the end. We need to build our back deck so we can start having yeah. house parties. Oh, we have a house party. Ooh. We haven't really had a housewarming because we never we got this house during COVID. Well, we got this house and then the next two years turned into, you know. Yeah, so maybe we'll keep that mm. in the cards. What do you give this film out of 10? Mm. You know, I have to take some points off for the not cool stuff because. Mm. It's not cool. It made me feel a little uncomfortable, some of it. Mm. But that aside, it's a great movie. Mm. It is the beginning of a very good run of amazing movies that just got better and better. And it, it's real. It is. You're right. It's peaked in high school. Like it's yeah. everything that we value and love about these, these, these movies. Films, right. um, so I give it an eight and a half out of mm. ten. Yeah. You know, I could give it a nine or a nine and a half, but I'm mm. taking a point off and a point and a half off because of those themes that aren't so cool. Mm. Um, it's also the good, very good length, this movie. Mm. It's a great length. So 80s, an hour and a half. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Which is what you want. Yeah. Um, I'm the same. I, I, I wanted to go eight, but I think the story lacked a little bit as well. Mm. Like it was a nice love story. Girl like likes guy who's a lot slightly older from high school. You know it quite quickly. And then at the end she gets him in a yeah. roundabout way. But it comes from a nice, pure sense of crush and there's a good line actually today yeah. about crushes what do you say he says you know it's it's called a crush because it hurts because it hurts they call it something, something else, else if it didn't yeah. Hurt. yeah and that i was like oh yeah, yeah that's a nice line i just think you're right he wrote it quickly mm. and that is reflective of that and yeah. you know you see much more depth in the movies that follow, that follow yeah. but one thing is is that most of his movies are set over a day mm. and a night mm. you know Totally. Yeah. Which is nice. Like a 24-hour period. Because it feels like those scenes are longer because in that hour and a mm. half, it's a space of a few hours, right? Yeah. You know what we didn't touch on? We didn't touch on the sister mm. at her wedding getting her period and taking muscle relaxants <laughs> from her cramps and then being absolutely fucked during the work. wedding ceremony. Yeah. Ironically, you kind of skip over that. Yeah, like, that's, even that's should just be a big thing. Story. <laughs> Again, if <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she married into the mafia. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. There was a, yeah, yeah. Well, there's an Italian stereotype yeah. as well in his family. But yeah, I reckon I give it eight. You said yeah. eight and a half, but definitely a must watch if you haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's I'll a be surprised watch it. Watch you, it again if you're a millennial or you know uh, Gen X. A Gen X and you haven't seen this. This, yeah. The, yeah. What are you doing? You watch it. Watch um, the movie. It's friends. the original. And, um, yeah, that's us. Like and subscribe, please. Yep. Give us five stars if you could. You got this far, you may as well, <laughs> may as well continue. It. Yeah, just you do, it. do it. Um, hit us up on Instagram at the peak pod. Is that right? Mm. And if you want to email us, please do at the peak pod at hotmail.com. <laughs> all right, then that's it. Bye. Peace. Oh, get it, man. Just get some math, all right? She's not here. I'm jerking around. I mean, where is she? She got married. What? She at the church. She get married to Oli Bohunk. Married? Married. Married? Yeah, married. Married? Married. Yes.